0: You are listening to the Live Diet Free Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Avant, personal trainer, sports nutritionist, and weight loss coach. I'm here to help you lose weight for the last time without sacrificing your quality of life to do it. So pop your headphones in, go for a walk, and learn how to become the healthiest, happiest, and most confident version of yourself. Happy New Year, and welcome back to the Live Diet Free Podcast. Thank you for listening. I can't believe that it's 2023, and... I've been doing this for over two years. This, I believe, is gonna be episode 117. Actually, as I'm recording this, we are, um, it's like mid-December. We just, I can't believe I didn't even notice this. We just missed our two year anniversary. It's just wild to me to think about how far this podcast has come since I mentioned, maybe potentially kind of, sort of, maybe not really being interested in starting one back in i don't know probably like november of 2020 and it's turned into such a fun piece of the business that i really enjoy doing and i'm always so flattered when i talk to you guys on social media or wherever and you mention that you found the podcast somehow and you've been listening to it especially those of you who are the warriors, who, warriors who start at episode one major props to you it's probably kind of cool to see the evolution of the podcast over that time but i know you know how many podcasts i listen to and how much i start to feel like i know the host and it's just so cool that some of you are listening to me on your daily walks or your weekly walks or whatever and that i'm in the rotation with probably some really great podcasts so that's just super cool and i want to thank you for listening also, shameless plug. While I'm at it, um, if you do like the podcast, you've gotten something out of it. I would really appreciate subscribing, leaving a rating. If you wouldn't mind taking two seconds to leave an actual review, that means so much to me. I actually do look at them and appreciate them, and it also helps just in you know the the internet algorithm of if listeners are going so far as to do that, then the platforms know. Okay, this has valuable content. Let's show it to more people. So. Um, That's something small you can do that uh, would really mean a lot to me. So you're listening to this probably the first week of January 2023. It's coming out on the 2nd, and we're in the throes of new year, new me, setting resolutions, having goals, being really gung-ho, potentially feeling some of the, I don't know, the downside of Having spent, you know, maybe the last month or so telling yourself once the new year comes, then I'll really buckle down and now sort of need to pay the piper. I mean, like, Ugh, I don't really want to buckle down. I was having fun eating and drinking all the things and the thought of not doing that doesn't sound great. So I know it can be sort of a, a mixed emotion time of year where you're like, I, I do want to get back to feeling better. And also it's fun to just kind of live with reckless abandon. So what I want to talk about in this episode is how to make this year different. I heard something on, I went down a YouTube rabbit hole um, a few weeks ago and it's stuck in my head ever since the random internet, uh, the random YouTube kind of celebrity who was being interviewed said something about how he never wants to live a sequel year. He always wants to be growing and learning and doing new things and, and having new experiences. And that really just like got lodged in my brain because I think so many of us, as much as we have these good intentions at the new year or on our birthdays or every you know September or whatever it feels like, kind of a, a clean slate, a lot of us have really good intentions and then ultimately end up not really making lasting, meaningful change and as a result, living a lot of sequel years. Yes, things change circumstantially about our lives. You know, your, your kids are older, maybe your kid is in middle school now instead of elementary school. Things are not necessarily exactly the same, but sort of the underlying thread of how happy are you? How healthy are you? How confident are you? How much are you living up to your potential and really thriving in your life? That I think tends to be just sort of meh, just underwhelming where, you just sort of settle into adulthood and, and middle life and feel like maybe, maybe this is just what it is. Maybe my life is just sort of static and that's the best I can hope for. And I just really don't think it has to be. I read so much personal development and self-help and psychology of behavior change and things like that, largely that I review for the podcast. So go back and listen to those. There's one every month. But you know the, the underlying thread between all of them is that you can make a change. You do have the power to make things very different from how they've ever been before. And you don't need to keep living sequel years. And you can take what's good and what is thriving and growing about your life. And you can keep those things. You can you can continue to foster those things and allow them to flourish. And also help bring up the areas of your life that are sort of dragging behind and pulling you down. And for a lot of us, that's health. So, What I'm gonna sort of get into today is what I've seen as the primary reasons why so many women are feeling stuck and why it feels so hard to make lasting change and to make the the blank slate, the next chapter, actually different. For a lot of us it's just kind of a continuation, the same old story, rather than, you know, really closing the chapter or even starting a new book. So just for context, those of you who haven't Listen to all the episodes. I don't, I don't know when I talk about this, probably like episode one, but kind of my, my background, I started exercising at the local YMCA in high school, really loved the confidence it gave me, ended up going to college for exercise science, becoming a certified personal trainer when I was in college. Long story short, I've been doing this for, oh, when this comes out, I'll be just about at 17 years since I got my first personal training certification. <laughs> I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but I was a Mm, where was I living? I think I was a sophomore at Boston University and obviously like lived right in the city didn't have a car or anything and the testing site this was if like, you didn't do anything online at this point the testing site was somewhere suburbia. Um, I had to take a cab it was like $75 which felt like so much money to this testing site had to take the cab back I was sure that I had had failed and you had to wait for mail results. Um, so I was certain for the next you know, 48 weeks that I would failed and I did not fail. I passed. And I've had that certification ever since, largely just for like nostalgia. Um, but anyhow, so over the... Got really waylaid there. Um, my point in saying all of that is that I have talked to hundreds, if not thousands of women who are wanting to lose weight, get healthier, make themselves more of a priority, have more confidence, all those things. And there are some recurring themes in the conversations that I have, whether on consults, in Facebook groups, DMs, in person, whatever the context, there are a lot of commonalities, which I think should be a little bit comforting that, like I say all the time, w- there's nothing wrong with you. There are so many circumstances and, and so many variables at play, and most of us just tend to blame ourselves, which is just a personal shortcoming that I can't figure this out and everybody else can, and it's so interesting when I hear person after person after person saying the exact same thing to me. I'm like, it's not just you. These are these are the challenges. So one of the things that comes up very, very often on consults and in conversations is the idea of I know what to do, I'm just not doing it. And it's really frustrating. And this could probably be a whole episode in and of itself. But I think that exact thought really keeps us stuck. Because... All that sort of doing is beating your head against the door frame instead of moving over a little bit and walking through the door, where what good is telling yourself, I know what to do, I'm just not doing it, (laughs) doing it. You're probably telling yourself that you're just lazy or unmotivated, you need to get inspired, you just need more discipline, things that are basically just like dead ends. Not that those things aren't helpful, but that's not really, it's not a full thought. You're not actually addressing why. Am I not doing the things? And that is the crux of the, of the issue. Um, so that's one thing is, is just why am, I, why am I not doing the things? I think a kind of a subtext there is that even though almost everybody I talk to says that, I know what to do, I'm just not doing it. There's also sort of a, a parallel belief of, but actually, I don't necessarily know if I do know what to do. I think I do, but I've also taken in a lot of noise over the course of my dieting career, which has probably been since I was a teenager. And while I think intellectually I do kind of know I'm also pretty scared that I'm gonna do the wrong thing. That, you know, for a while I was intermittent fasting and that worked, but now, you know, then I heard it was bad, so now I stopped doing that, and then I think carbs are bad, but also is fat bad and can I should be am I eating too much protein and should I be doing this? And a lot of times if you, did, if you zoomed out and like removed all the emotion from it, you'd be like, yeah, I could probably stand to eat fewer snack foods and eat mindlessly less often and probably drink less and eat some more vegetables and things closer to their natural state. Big picture, that's that's all true. But then I think you zoom in a little bit more and you're like, I'm actually kind of, my brain is in a tizzy because I'm not actually sure what the right thing to do is. And it's so hard to take any action that I don't want to take the wrong one. So I end up just doing nothing blaming it on you know my lack of willpower and around we go so anyway what that boils down to is a lack of consistency whether or not you know exactly what to do you're not doing anything for long enough that it actually has an impact and that is super frustrating another piece that i see is a lack of confidence or belief in your ability to be successful and this one i think Mm, depends on the person. Some of you might be like, "Oh yeah, for sure, that's me." I don't, I don't believe that uh, that I can ever lose weight and really change my life for good. Others of you might not feel that way, but it might be more subconscious, where you're scared of failing again, and it feels like every time you do try and fail, it just like puts another kind of chink in your armor, and you get more and more worn down, and it's harder and harder to try again. Um, So sometimes the lack of confidence isn't this like overt thing, but more so if you're having a hard time picking yourself back up again and really taking action. It could be that in the back of your mind, you're like, well, why bother? It's it never works anyway. And that thought then becomes self-fulfilling that you're like, well, I have all of this evidence of what I've tried before that doesn't work. So what makes me think this time is gonna be any different? And if it's not gonna be any different, why waste the time and the energy to go through the whole rigmarole if I'm just gonna end up back where, where I was? So that's what lack of confidence can, can look like. And the last thing I see is a lack of commitment. One of the things we ask in our... Our application form is, you know, on a scale of one to ten. How committed are you to really making this a priority and doing what it takes to to make lasting changes? And almost never do people say ten out of ten. If you go back, I don't remember which episode it was, but uh, one of our client spotlight episodes with Jenny. She, we talked about this. She was. It's probably in the um, in the episode title, actually. Uh, she was a twelve out of ten. On the readiness scale. And it was something that really stood out to me and Coach Meg as okay, she is she is really ready and willing to do the work. She is committed. And that I think, again, all of these things, the the consistency, the confidence, the commitment, they're all so intertwined. That a lot of times we have a hard time being committed because we lack the confidence that it's actually going to work. And then when our, confident, and when our commitment is wavering, so does how we're showing up. So then our consistency falters and kind of around we go. Um, so those are sort of the, the trifecta of things that I see are really holding women back from making lasting changes. Lack of consistency, lack of confidence, lack of commitment. Let me tell you how pleased I am that they all start with C. Um, but really, it's that's not like a, a catchphrase you know, a, a marketing thing. Those really are the underlying threads that I see holding women back. So I offer that to you as sort of the intro of, okay, if those are the challenges that we're up against, how do we actually make this year different? if I don't want to have another sequel year, if I don't want to repeat the experience of, I'm just gonna do a Whole30 and a dry January in January, and then I'm gonna maintain most of those habits, but introduce a little bit back in February, and then just use that as like my kickstart for the rest of the year. If you're doing that again, after it has not worked for you year after year, (laughs) that's why you're listening to this, that's why you need this episode, because doing the same thing with the same mindset is not going to yield a different result. So if you want to get a different result this year, if you want this year to be different, then you need to really address the root of how do I become more confident? How do I become more committed? How do I become more consistent? Those are the keys to lasting change in any area, but especially when we're talking about your health and weight loss. Not to mention that once you tackle your health, once you develop these skills in that domain of your life, you're going to see how easily they cross over and just how naturally they kind of spill over into other areas of your life and you're going to see that anything that you've been struggling to get traction with really boils down to these three things if you believe you are capable of achieving the thing if you are willing to stay focused on it for as long as it takes and if you are willing to do the things that get results consistently you will achieve the goal so how do we actually do that? What does that look like? I'm going to talk specifically in health and weight loss, obviously, because that's why you're listening to this podcast, but also you can likely be thinking of how these kind of buckets, excuse me, will apply to other aspects of your life. So if you think about, (laughs) you guys know that I, I like giving you things to visualize that I can then only very poorly describe. And I'm like, I know what I mean, but does anyone else have any idea? Okay, so take a big triangle and put two horizontal lines, one a third of the way down and one two thirds of the way down. So you have cut your triangle into three horizontal slices speaking very carefully because I always get horizontal and vertical mixed up and I'm picturing your your triangles looking all sorts of weird okay so at the top of that pyramid the the smallest section the tip of that pyramid if you will um this is what most people focus on so I'm going to start at the tip of the pyramid and we're going to work our way down but just know that as pyramids are, the base is what matters the most. That's kind of the, the foundation. You need a strong, sturdy, stable foundation because everything that is above it is riding on that thing. Okay, so I'm going top down because that's the way most of us approach things. Um, but you do need to have all of these and you know the base is the base for a reason. Okay, so at the tip of your pyramid, we have the big rocks of exercise and nutrition you guys have heard me talk about the Big Rocks over and over and over again, I think the first time I introduced them was in episode seven. You can go back and listen to that. But essentially, these are the handful of key behaviors that make the biggest difference when it comes to improving your health and losing weight, getting getting fit, getting healthier. These are things like your total calorie intake, your protein and fiber intake, your strength training, your daily steps, your rest and recovery, learning to collect data, tracking the things that matter and using that to make meaningful changes going forward. So like I said, this is generally what people start with and it's important. It is a it is a big piece that you are not going to see physical changes and improvements to your overall health if you're not focusing on these things. They are important. I think where a lot of people go wrong is trying to Focus on too much at once and rather than honing in on the big rocks and saying, OK, if if 20 percent of the behaviors are going to give me 80 percent of the results, why don't I just focus my attention on those rather than spreading myself so thin that nothing gets the attention that it needs? So as far as your exercise and nutrition goes to make this year different, focusing on the big rocks is where you want to put your energy. You will free up so much mental energy, so much bandwidth to Really master those skills if they're all you're focusing on. If you stop worrying about the exact number of carbs that you're eating or how much fat you're eating or how many minutes of, you know, cardio you did on your Peloton. If you just focus on the big rocks, you will be better able to get into consistent habits and routines that support you being consistent with those things no matter what else is going on. So... Component number one that will help with both your your consistency and your commitment to your goals is Learning and mastering the big rocks of exercise and nutrition and by the way guys everything that I'm breaking down for you is the exact Framework of our gone for good program. This has come about after as I was telling you earlier decades of working in this industry working with clients experimenting with myself thousands of Practical hours, learning, doing certifications, actually coaching with hundreds of women, tons of success stories. This is what the the framework boils down to. So if you're hearing this and you're like, you know what, I really do want to make this year different and I'm ready to get help in doing that, join our Gone for Good program. Go to SRAM.com coaching. You can find out all about it. You can um, check out our two options and you can also book a call and, and I can help you figure out which is the best option for you. But that's sort of this framework is what I'm walking you through right now. Okay, so the second, the middle layer of your pyramid is the comprehensive support that you need in order to develop confidence in yourself, belief that you can achieve your goal, and consistency with the big rocks. So most people, I would say, do have some acknowledgement of these first two layers. You know, I need to be doing something with my exercise and nutrition, and I would probably be more successful if I have someone to be accountable to, to ask questions to, if I'm in a community, that sort of thing. Um, that's one of the, the biggest things that people on women on consults will tell me is I just I need um I need somebody to be accountable to who's not my spouse or my coworker or my daughter. I want somebody who's gonna, you know, not let me talk my way out of it, you know, BS my way out of doing things and is going to help me, um, you know, actually follow through. If you're enjoying this episode, I want to invite you to join us in our coaching program, Gone for Good. Gone for Good is our signature 12-week coaching program designed to help you develop the confidence, commitment, and consistency necessary to make reaching your weight loss and health goals inevitable. Our three-part framework helps you learn and master the exercise and nutrition big rocks, provides comprehensive support and accountability and teaches you how to take compassionate ownership of your results with both group and one-on-one options. We have a gone for good package to suit your needs and help you overcome every obstacle between you and the weight loss you're after. Whether you want to lose five pounds, 50 pounds, or 150 pounds, we can help you in gone for good for all the info and to join, go to estherabant.com slash coaching. So There are a lot of pieces to comprehensive support. And as my business has grown and evolved, as I've grown and evolved as a person, this has sort of taken shape. The more I've learned about the importance of connection and togetherness and relationships, the more we started fostering the support piece of coaching. So first and foremost, you need to have dynamic feedback. You need to be getting feedback that is custom to you. A lot of programs, the, the feedback that you receive is very faceless and kind of transactional where it's more numbers based. You know, did you hit your targets? If no, why not? Figure it out. Um, and you know, if yes, you know, here's your new targets rather than having a relationship with an actual human being. That is so, so important to have someone who is looking at you as a complete human human being who is so much more than a number or how many pounds you want to lose. Somebody who looks at the circumstances of your life, who takes your feedback and says, okay, how are you feeling about this? Let's talk about that. What do you think we should do here? And helps you get back in the driver's seat, be a, a decision maker in your own life rather than just being told what to do all the time. So getting that feedback, that is really unique to what you're experiencing is so important. It helps you make real-time changes that gradually add up over time so you don't get overwhelmed, but you also don't get stuck or frustrated. You continue making forward progress that when you look back, you can see how far you've come. Another piece that's really important when it comes to support is fostering deep relationships. This is something I've been reading about at the tail end of 2022, you know, just kind of the, the toll exacerbated greatly by the pandemic, just how disconnected and isolated people are feeling and the toll that it's taking on us on you know, our mental and physical health, all the things. And especially with wanting to really make a lasting change to improve your health and, and to lose weight, The reality of it is that most of the people around you are in a similar position. Most people are overweight, suffering from health conditions. Many people are unhappy. That's like, unfortunately, the status quo. So it can be really hard to be committed to making changes when the people around you aren't necessarily wanting to do the same. And in fact, it can almost feel like the opposite. Because as you start to try to elevate yourself, it's a lot easier to for other people to pull you down than for them to grow with you. That gap just highlights their you know insecurities or lack of action, and that's really uncomfortable. So rather than saying, okay, this is going to be the catalyst I need to take control for myself, it's much easier to be like, why well, don't just keep doing what you've always done because like we're all the same, and if nobody changes, then nobody really needs to address it. So it can be really difficult to maintain long-term changes when you don't have people who you can engage with who are like-minded who are trying to do the same thing that you are who are succeeding at doing the same thing you are so that's why it's so important to have community and not just like this you know giant you know 100,000 person Facebook community where you know everybody's still basically faceless but a close community where you have the opportunity to make relationships and connections with individual human beings beyond just your your health and your weight loss goals that really helps you feel less alone and the people that you surround yourself with, whether in person or remotely, makes a huge impact on your success or lack thereof. We've probably have told your kids, you know, the, the kids you hang out with matter. I don't want you to be around the bad influences, that sort of thing, but it goes for us too. And it's really, really important that we are intentional with the relationships that we foster and that we don't continue to let ourselves be surrounded by people who aren't encouraging us to be the best version of ourselves that we can. So one of the things to really focus on to make this year different is how you can cultivate those relationships. Lastly, when it comes to comprehensive support, this is something I picked up on in one of the books I reviewed, so you'll likely have either already heard that or will hear this term. Again, when I review whichever book that was, but the concept of developing your own advisory board, just how beneficial it is to have people to bounce ideas off, to give and receive advice. And that reciprocity is really important that it's not just about having people where you say, you know, what should I do, but that people are seeking your input and your expertise because nothing helps cement your identity more than being a trusted person advisor to someone else so being in a position where you have not just your experienced, qualified professional kind of guiders but also your peers who you learn to trust and and learn from and those become your advisory board where you feel comfortable opening up and being vulnerable and saying i could do some help here or would you like to you know to hear what i would do so the middle segment of your sort of year of change pyramid um, is giving yourself the opportunity to get comprehensive support. And that is a combination of from professionals and also from a network of peers who you get to know below kind of the surface level. Having this type of comprehensive support is key in developing consistency right so that accountability piece comes in where you are focusing on the big rocks of exercise and nutrition and you know you need to do them more often than not day in and day out and knowing that someone is going to be there to hold you accountable to notice if you are faltering to be proactive and seek you out if they feel you pulling back that helps you foster consistency and developing the relationships getting the feedback being surrounded by positive and supportive people helps you Develop confidence in yourself. Most of the women that we talk to have doubts about whether they'll be successful. And something we say right off the bat is we only work with women are confident that we can help and we believe in you already. You don't have to see it yet, but over time, you will start to believe in yourself. You can borrow our belief for now, but as you are surrounded by people who, who see you for your full potential, you will start to see that as well. And that's where your unshakable confidence comes from. So we have the the top two layers of our year of change pyramid and the base that I mentioned earlier as really kind of being the, the foundation is a term that I've coined called compassionate ownership. And what I mean by this is being empathetic towards yourself or learning how to be empathetic towards yourself while also learning to be fully accountable and responsible for the things in your life that you can control which are your attitude, your effort, and your actions. This is something I came up with after feeling like like a lot of things there are there's a lot of noise in the extremes. There's a lot of really sort of hardcore almost like masculine extreme ownership information out there. How basically everything that happens to you, that you do, that you don't do, it's all your responsibility. And I think for a lot of women that just comes across as so harsh that it can leave a lot of people feeling like their failures, or ashamed of well, that means that you know everything bad that's happened to me is my fault, or it can it can just be taken to to the extreme and be end up being counterproductive. It's intended to be this inspiring thing where you know yes, take ownership of of the past and also take ownership of the future and know that you have the power to make changes. But I think sometimes it's presented in such a way that it has the opposite effect and just makes us feel like crap and then do nothing. And I think there's also a lot of noise on the other extreme, which is this like super woo woo, touchy feely, like, you know, you can't see me, but I'm like moving side to side like a seaweed. Um, That's like the vibe I get from it, where you just never really feel, it's like so emotion based and things like that. you never really feel inspired to actually take action and make real changes because you're so sort of in your feels. Um, So my concept of taking compassionate ownership is a, an effort to find the middle ground there and acknowledge that, yes, you should and, and do need to take ownership of your life and the changes that you want to make. And also, you can do it from a place that feels good and is a place of love and caring and wanting to live up to your full potential and live your best life rather than uh, a negative place. So learning how to do that is the base of the pyramid learning how to be gentle and kind with yourself as you're reflecting on things and, and trying to learn and grow, and also not shirking responsibility, not being a victim, not allowing yourself to stay stuck because you feel disempowered. So this I know is kind of a, a meaty one, um, but one of the, the big pieces of this is developing self-awareness. I've talked in previous episodes about learning how to build in a pause and actually reflect on what is happening right now. Let me notice and name what's going on. What am I feeling? What am I doing? Why am I doing it? What am I thinking? What am I telling myself this means? All of those questions to help you develop awareness of what has previously been going on sort of in the background that you haven't even realized and therefore can't do anything about. So in order to make lasting change to develop compassionate ownership, you need to develop self-awareness. And again, this is why the compassionate part is so important. This can be an uncomfortable process. You might are you more likely to realize things about yourself that aren't, you know, that you're not super happy about. But until you have that awareness, you can't change anything about them. So it really is the first step. And then from there, as you are developing the awareness of the obstacles that you're facing, also, developing the tools that you need. So, some of the women that I talk to already have the self-awareness, and particularly the women that I talk to who have been in therapy or are currently in therapy or working with a mental health professional are generally have more developed self-awareness and are better able to pinpoint the actual root issues. Of you know, it's not it's not laziness. It's this. It's it's this belief or it's this this thing, and that can lead to an equally, if not more, frustrating scenario where you have the self-awareness of knowing kind of where things are going south but you don't yet have the skills to change them and you just kind of feel like you're stuck in limbo and you're like I'm very aware of what's going wrong and also I keep doing it because I don't know what else to do. So that's where developing what I call an obstacle toolbox Is necessary. And this is once you know, okay, this is what keeps tripping me up, then it's a matter of how do I stop getting tripped up by that thing? What tool do I need to learn how to use here so that this stops stopping me in my tracks? So I like to think of, you know, like an actual toolbox where you open it up and there's like a bunch of stuff in there. And if you don't know anything about anything, Like, it's just a a jumbled mess in there. But as you develop some awareness of, okay, that's a screwdriver, that's a hammer, that's a wrench type thing, then it's easier to figure out, okay, what am I trying to do here? Which tool is necessary for that job? Anyway, I've gotten gotten a little bit far down the construction um, route, so I'm gonna back that up a little bit. (laughs) What I'm getting at here is the real crux of making lasting change so if you want to make this year different one of the things that you really really need to focus on is developing your own personal obstacle toolbox and inside there is all of these skills and the tools that you need to navigate the challenges that life throws your way Rather than developing a very sort of niche set of skills where you're like, I'm very good at following this particular meal plan. I am very good at, um, you know, doing this one type of workout rather than being really rigid and kind of inflexible in the approach you're taking, the kind of the blind, like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. You are recognizing... Everything in my life is dynamic and in flux and things are always going to be changing. The only constant is change. So recognizing that the thing that is going to benefit you the most is developing tools and skills to help you the rest of your life. So get that self-awareness of, I am struggling, I have a witching hour where I eat all the snacks. Why do I think that's happening? I eat emotionally in the evenings, or I eat when I'm sad, or I am not in the habit of making myself a priority, I don't manage my time well, I need to set better boundaries. There are so many beneath-the-surface root issues that you may uncover as you develop the self-awareness, and then it's a matter of not just saying, like, oh, well, I'm just, you know, I'm just not a morning person. It's about figuring out how do I overcome this thing? What tool do I need to use, and do I know how to use it? If so, just use it. If not, how do I develop that tool? So something I added to our client dashboards at the end of 2022 is something I'm super excited about. And they're they're toolboxes. There's an exercise toolbox, nutrition, lifestyle, and mindset, so four different toolboxes. And inside are trainings, resources, assignments, modules, et cetera, that help our clients create their own obstacle toolbox, figure out what are the things that I need to learn how to do and boom, here are the resources that I need in order to start implementing those things. And that combined with the comprehensive support they're receiving really helps master those different tools. And the thing about tools is you don't need any of them all the time, but you need to know how to use them when they become necessary. So it's, you know, some of them are, I have practiced what to do when I travel for work, but now I'm not gonna travel for work for six months. So that tool goes back in the box. But because I've practiced the skill, all I need to do is pull it back out from my next work trip and trust myself to know what to do. As you develop the self-awareness and build out your toolbox, you're going to step into your healthy fit identity as just someone who does these things because it's what she does because her health is always a top priority because she is committed to being the best version of herself and she shows up and makes decisions based on that identity. So this piece of learning how to take compassionate ownership will help you be more committed to your goals. Learning how to take ownership from this place of empathy and understanding and care for yourself will help you Keep the goal the goal and stay committed to it for as long as it takes to get there. It also helps a ton with developing confidence. As you step into this identity, as you flesh out your toolbox, you'll realize you can do this. There is nothing that you will be faced with that you won't either know how to handle or trust yourself to figure out. And those three things combined, mastering the exercise, nutrition, big rocks, having the comprehensive support and developing compassionate ownership are the keys to commitment, confidence, and consistency. And those three Cs are what you need to make this year different. So I know that's kind of a lot to take in. I hope that this gives you some food for thought and maybe helps you highlight which level of the pyramid needs the most attention from you. Maybe you identify, you know what, I'm really good at this. I have an incredible support system, but I haven't practiced compassionate ownership. Or maybe I really do feel like I have the awareness, the tools, and the identity, but I am not applying them to the big rocks. So my hope for this podcast is that you will have a lot more clarity now around the things that matter when it comes to making this year different. Are you lacking consistency? Are you lacking commitment? Are you lacking confidence? And specifically, in which areas do you need to flesh out so that you develop all of those things? And with it, the inevitability of reaching your goal. Like I mentioned earlier, this is our Gone for Good framework. This is really what it's all about. This is what we walk you through in our 12 week coaching programs. And then on the back end with our clubs that we can support you for as long as you need. So if you are feeling like I am, I really want this year to be different and this sounds like what I need, this makes sense to me, there's no better way than to just come join us and we'll walk you through exactly how to do all of this so that you're not alone. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I thank you for being here in the first week of your new year. and. I just want to say outright that I believe in you and I know that you can make this year different, even if you're hearing that and thinking like, well, she's talking about, you know, a bunch of people. She doesn't mean me. I mean you. I mean you specifically. I believe in you to make this year different because I know that it's it's within you. It is part of who you are and nothing is out of your reach. I hope that you will develop the confidence, commitment and consistency this year that you need to not make this a sequel year, but to write a whole new chapter or start a brand new book in your life. Thank you guys for being here and I'll be back with another episode next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Live Diet Free Podcast. Whether this is your first episode or you've listened to them all, I appreciate you being here. One way you can help this podcast succeed is to subscribe, rate, and review it. If you don't mind doing those things, I would love to thank you with a copy of our weekend survival guide designed to help you have weekends you enjoy that don't set you back from reaching your goals. Just send a screenshot of your review to admin at esteravant.com and we'll send it over. And don't forget to check out esteravant.com slash coaching for all the info about our Gone For Good coaching program designed to help you develop the confidence, commitment and consistency necessary to make reaching your health and weight loss goals inevitable. Our three-part framework helps you learn and master the exercise and nutrition big rocks, provides comprehensive support and accountability and teaches you how to take compassionate ownership of your results. With both group and one-on-one options, we have a Gone for Good package to suit your needs and help you overcome every, every obstacle between you and the weight loss you're after.